welcome in. You are listening to a previously recorded podcast from the Keep the Change catalog. Now, before you turn this off and think, no, I think I've already listened to that one, just remember that you might hear something in this episode that you didn't hear the first time round. That can happen because we change who we become in that time as well, and you may not have needed the information or the lesson at that time. So these lessons that are titled with an acronym to start, in case you weren't listening, are designed to bring you up to speed with some of the principles and some of the podcasts that people have said have really taught them something. Now you might listen for a second time or this could be the first time you listen because you've found Keep the Change later than other people. And that's completely fine. We're just stoked to have you here and listening to the podcast Increasing Your Learning. So please don't turn this one off. Get it in the old ears and let us know what you think. Welcome in, you're listening to a very special episode of Keep the Change today. Today, something a lot different and I just want to share with you all a few things that have really helped me in 2021, have helped me previously. Uh, I am away at the moment, as most of you probably are too, enjoying your break uh, and this is the time for me where I sort of sit down and have a bit of time to myself and think about what I want to do in the following year and how I'm going to go about those things. So I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about those too, and this is what I do for a living effectively because we help businesses set plans and then kick uh, kick, kick the goals that are in those plans. So I'm thinking about this all the time, and I see so many people uh, get into this mode at this time of the year but not really follow it through and end up at the end of next year in the same position. And I'm not talking about our business clients, I'm just talking about people in general and no doubt you would have had one of those years, and um, you know, you'd know somebody that has as well. So I want to share with you a few of the things that I've done over the years to stop that being the outcome, and stop the, right, well, I started off with a hiss and a roar, and then yeah, I completely forgot, I can't even remember what my goal was, and all those different types of things. So we're going to go through some of those things today. That song there um, is a song that I just randomly found through maybe the year, last year or the year before. And I just think it's just, um, like, it, I just liked it. And so what I did is I just, I, I save it to like a list of uh, things that I think that bring you energy. And I think, you know, we that's so simple, but there are so many things in life that either give us energy or take energy away from us. And when we find the things that give us energy, We need to make a note of what they are because they'll be different for everybody. Some people love playing sport, for instance, and they love being around people. Other people like going to the library, doing a crossword. Whatever those things are, you want to actually start taking note of what's bringing me energy, what's giving me something, and what's taking away from it. Because the more you can stay away from the things that take away from 
your energy, the happier you're going to be, the more fulfilled you're going to be, and you're not going to go down that path of being frustrated and gossiping and whinging and all those things that you know you don't really want to do, but you just can't seem to help yourself because you're getting pulled by energy drainers towards that. So when you find a song that you like or you find a walk that you liked going and doing or you had an experience, like really, really enjoy it and really get a lot from it and and be mindful of it, you know. And so write some of those things down or save them so that you can keep them, <clears throat> excuse me, close to you so that you can actually go back and lean on them at some stage. And I've got an entire list of probably like 170 different videos and songs and things that I've found along the way um, that I like putting on every now and then and sometimes I'll just randomly play them and bang, it'll give me like a bit of a burst of, um, you know, remembering oh, why I saved that or uh, just enjoying the content that is in that list. Just clear my throat there, I've just been uh, down at the, the cafe for a little breakfast and coffee this morning and I think that's what's uh, got me fired up to to share some of these things with you. So, Every year I get a book and I write in it and I keep it for the entire year. Now just a side note, some of these things like you're probably going to think, wow, it's pretty intense, like I don't, I don't want to do that. And that's cool, like if you don't want to, I'm not telling you this is what you need to do. I'm just sharing with you some of the things that I do uh, that have been helpful and you might want to consider. There might be two or three things in here that you really like and you have a crack at for the next year um, and there might be some things you just go, actually mate, this is just too far beyond me mate I just want to uh, tune into a few of these podcasts and see if I can find the silver bullet but it's probably not uh, it's probably not there for you so see what you can learn from this but I get a, a book every year usually my girlfriend gets it for me which is very nice and I start to write uh, at the front of it my goals and things that I would like to achieve in the following year and then I've processed them so they're out of my brain and they're actually on some paper and that's one of the things that we do uh, with clients for Next Advisor is actually getting everything down on paper. And that sort of does something for you because you can always come back to it and you can see it and then at a later date you can go, what, what was all that about? What was I thinking about? Because we're changing so rapidly that sometimes the, the goals that we set uh, or the thoughts that we're having don't really serve us anymore or don't really become applicable because actually you know, something that we've written down isn't as important to us as it used to be. Another thing that I do is I'll write down things that I don't want to do. So... As an example, I've got here no McDonald's, no Doritos. Um, that's a bit of a gag for a couple of mates of mine. They always just take the piss out of me. They're always eating Doritos. And to be fair, I was. And so I just decided, bang, I'm going to get rid of those out of my life. Like, they can't be that good for you. And now they still mug me off that I'm eating them behind their back. But less sugar, less distractions, less judgment, less news. Um, turn my yellow phone light on my screen and my laptops so that I don't have blue light coming at me. So just little things like that. Improve, keep the change content, um, set focus and non-focus time, block out my calendar for things that I want to be doing. So just very minimal things where I was getting back in control of the, some of the, th- the things that were frustrating me that uh, I didn't have control over. So uh, meditation, for instance, I wanted to have a crack at that. I was very, very good at that and then dropped the ball once we went back into lockdown. So I've probably only done that for two-thirds of the year. And uh, that's something that I, like as a, now I've got there as a reminder, I'll be, I need to get back into that because I was getting uh, a little bit out of that. There's a video I called, uh, found called Why Your Brain Is Fucked uh, by a bloke called Sam Ovens who is a Kiwi who's moved to the US and has a pretty successful online training business and he's got some really good material. You, a lot of people think he's a robot uh, and if you watched a lot of his content you'd probably figure out why but He's got a brilliant video called Why Your Brain Is Fucked 
Um, and I've revisited that whilst being up here as well. So I'd written down to revisit that. So then every day, uh, which is pretty intense, and yet I miss some days because I might be out late or um, might not have my book, which is rare, but I, I will write down those goals and then try and use that as a way to bring me back to anchor. Okay, what were you talking about at the start of the year? And then as I go throughout the year, I'm going, well, have I have I achieved it? I can stop writing it down, or is this still applicable? And, you know, they're not necessarily goals. They're, they're goals, some of them are goals, but they're just themes as well. So it's a reminder, am I meditating? Uh, am I looking out for ways to be more efficient? Am I leading? Am I being productive? Um, and then just some of the other goals that I have, like financial goals, just some business goals. Um, am I... You know, happy? Am I healthy? Am I doing any of those things to do that? Am we are we building credibility for keep the change for next advisory? So they they're reminders for me to go. Well, actually, I know I need to do all of these things. So what am I actually doing to ensure that I do uh, achieve those goals? So that could be something that you think about: is do you want to start writing down your goals more and more? And you might even just start with a couple of goals at the start of the year. It might even just be around something financial about paying off a credit card and. If we go deeper on that, you know, one of the things you can do is just get a blank piece of paper and up the top write down your problem. And you could be there for a while if you've got a few problems like myself, but write down your problem at the top and then just write down possible solutions on how you're going to do that. And it's interesting because when we're at school, this is brainstorming or mind mapping uh, or a brain dump. And for some reason, as we get a bit older, like we forget to do that or we don't do that anymore. And it's like, oh, that was just a... Uh, exercise that used to serve us well at primary school or secondary school but I think if people sat down with their problems and started writing down the potential solutions for those and brainstorming them geez we'd have a completely different looking country instead people are faster to jump on social media and just write down their problems on there and and then someone will try and give them a solution and they're like oh no that's you know oh, you, you're not allowed to give me any, a solution I was just I was just here to write down my problem and complain like when are you going to solve your shit no one's going to do it for you. And that's the frustrating thing, I guess, for a lot of people is that they they won't even realise that. And that's a real shame because that must be a tough life. But for you and I, we probably have accepted that to get in control of some of these things that are frustrating us. Like, it's going to be us. You know, there's a very small chance that someone else is going to come and just solve it all for us. And even if, um, you know, we do... We probably won't learn anything because part of solving a problem and making progress is the the journey and the person you become and what you learn from going through that problem. And that's why you see so many people that prosper on the other side of adversity because it's the things that they've had to go through to get to the other side and how valuable that has become for them. So if you've got problems, write them down somewhere and maybe keep it safe so that no one picks it up and just write down what you think all of the... Uh, potential solutions of that could be. Then, and further in this book, uh, I have just ideas that I'll write down because your boy over here, he has a lot going on in his brain and uh, there will be idea after idea after idea. And sometimes if they keep coming back to me, I'll think there's something in that I need to, I need to explore that further. So what I'll do is I'll grab a, a blank piece of paper effectively again and I'll just write down uh, what that might be. So as an example, I had in here to do uh, a more money webinar for Keep the Change. 
So I started off by writing up the top, more money, webinar, keep the change. And then I had to, as excuse me, as time went by, I need to figure out, well, what is going to go in that? And so instead of me just going, right, I'm going to do that and I don't really know what to do, then I am starting to actually put further ideas as they come to my mind into it. And then I built that webinar out for people to watch if they wanted to watch. And we had about 50-something people there live. Um, and now people are watching and listening to it on uh, the audio version on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, etc. So I can basically go through this and see all of the things that I'd thought to put in here. And then I was ticking them off to ensure that they were actually in the webinar by the time that, uh, that I had done it. And one of those things was you want to uh, build belief in yourself in this process that you can do it and you can get creative. That's exactly what goal setting is about too, is actually... Part of the greatness of achieving a goal is actually knowing it's the confidence that you get from doing it. And I don't think that gets talked about enough because it's like a, in New Zealand, it's like a bad thing to be confident because everyone's just going to go, oh, you're arrogant. You just swap the confidence with arrogance. And it's just stupid because you don't hear um, people that go and watch sports people being like, oh, he's a real arrogant kicker. Like, no, he's a confident kicker and he kicks goals and stats don't lie, he kicks at 80%, you wouldn't be like, oh, fuck, he's arrogant. You know, look at him, oh, he's pretty arrogant with his kicking, 9 from 10. But like, no, he, he looks pretty confident because he can back up, he or she can back up the ability that they can actually get the job done and 9 out of 10 times they don't miss. So do you think they'd be confident? Of course they would because they're putting in the work to make it happen. They're not arrogant. So I just think, you know, don't don't confuse or don't get sucked into people... Um, that will tear you down for saying, oh, you're too confident. And ask yourself, if someone says that to you, ask yourself, well, do I have the right to be confident or am I being cocky or arrogant? And I reckon a lot of the time, for a lot of people, they actually have the right to be confident at something. We just get taught so much not to be confident and not to be cocky and not to be arrogant and all these things. But there's a fucking huge difference between someone who is confident and confident in themselves versus someone that's just full of shit, arrogant, and cocky. And I'm sure you can spot, you're probably coming up with examples in your head right now when you think about this. So don't fall in the trap of thinking that confidence is not a good thing and that you don't deserve it. If you set out to do something and you do it, that's building your confidence. That builds trust in yourself. If you say, I'm going to go walk 10Ks tomorrow, and you go and do that, you're building trust in yourself. You've then got the confidence that you can do it. That's got nothing to do with arrogance. So... Be very careful with the people that will take confidence out of your mouth and, and swap it for arrogance because they've probably got a lack of confidence themselves so then they want to remove yours and talk yours down by saying, actually, confidence and what is actually really positive, I'm going to flip it and make it a negative for you and say that you're arrogant. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Kiwi, that's right, we're not supposed to be confident and we're not supposed to be bold about all the things that we're doing. Yeah, I should, you know, I should probably tone it down. So... A little spiel for you there on confidence. Um, get your things done that you want to do and that's going to build your confidence and it's going to help you become a different person. If you get through things in life, if you've got tough things that you go through in life, those are there to build your confidence up and help you become a better pro- uh, person through that process as well. Now back to your goals. Set reminders for yourself. So if you're not, like I'm writing them down nightly to, you know, I'm going pretty far with it, but to remind me what those things are and whether I'm actually living into those or whether I need to take them off at some stage. For you, you might just want to set a reminder 
in your calendar on your phone. And it might be three months out, six months out. It might even be like 18 days out or 21 days out, or it could be daily. And your phone's pinging you a reminder to basically say, you know, are you doing this? Have you meditated today? Bang, like a, a reminder. So you use technology to your advantage to help you rather than let it use you. So don't just buy a phone and download all the apps and have all that shit for the sake of it and not actually know why you use it because you're not using it, it's using you. So use your phone and the technology you have around you to your benefit. That's why people built these things. 80% of people just fall into the trap of just doing, you know, just using it for, for, well, letting it use them and they're not actually in control of it. So get in control of your social media, get in control of your calendar, get in control of the reminders on your phone, get in control of when the blue light turns off on your phone and it's not making it harder for you to sleep at the end of the night. Set some limits on how much time you're going to spend on social media. Set some limits on how much time you're watching Netflix and all of those types of things. And are they actually bringing in any uh, value to your life? Maybe you need it to relax and that's all good. Like you know why or you should know why you're doing the things that you do. And if you don't, just take stock of yourself and go, right, you know, do I need to be doing these things and could I be doing them differently? So maybe you could use your phone to get yourself some reminders um, and another good reminder is the mirror. That's a bit of a scary one, but you know, do you like the person you see in the mirror? And that can obviously be a very confronting peop- uh, question for a lot of people. But you know, ultimately, if you can be very happy with the person you see in the mirror, you're gonna you're gonna be happy and you're gonna be fulfilled, and life's probably gonna be easier for you. So, if you don't, you've got to start writing down. Okay, go back to our piece of paper. How can I improve the person I see in the mirror? And you're going to have the answers to that because you're going to know what you don't like about what you don't see. Some things aren't going to be in your control. Some things are. And let go of those things that aren't in your control because they're probably just being built into you via the way that society says that it should be or, you know, say you've got a body defect or something like that. Let go of that shit. If it's not going to be changed, just because you're not normal in the eyes of society, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, no one cares deep down. They're worried about their own shit and what they see in the mirror. So let go of those things that you can't control and then start writing down the things that you can control and, and get after them, whether you need to start walking every day, running every day, uh, gymming every day or eating better or just go, right, I'm going to cut out biscuits or muffins or Doritos or McDonald's. Like cut one thing out of your life that you know isn't good for you but you've just built it into it and gone, oh, you know, what's the impact of that? Sometimes one of the good ways to look about that is what's the impact of this further on uh, in life for me? And it could be, well, you know, I'm only having one pie a week, but it's like, yeah, well, what's 52 pies a year? Or what's 52 pies a year over 10 years? And if you can just pull one thing back out of your life that you know is probably not good for you, then start to think about how much of an impact that's going to have over a long period of time. Problem for us humans is that we want everything quickly and we don't want to delay the gratification. So we don't want to know what our body's going to feel like or look like when it hasn't had a pie uh, once every Monday at six in the morning for the next 52 weeks. You know, we're just like, oh, well, surely one more can't hurt and then one more the next week and it goes on and on. So, you know, what's something you can pull out of your diet or your life that you know is not necessarily that good for you that's going to have a huge cumulative impact over time if you stay consistent with it. And, you know, I think the, are you happy with the person you see in the mirror? That's not just about what you look like. For me, that's about, you know, really 
being proud of yourself and, and happy with yourself and happy with the decisions that you're making. And you know, that's probably a really hard place for a lot of people to get to, but you know, it's a good it's a, the mirror is a good way for us just to reflect and that's exactly what it's doing. You know, it's it's showing us all of the choices that we've made. And there might be some ways that you're thinking about yourself that the mirror prompts you to think about. And now's the time to think, are these important or not? Or do I need to be thinking like this? Do I need to be bringing myself down? You know, there's enough people out there that are probably already trying to bring you down or not building you up. Don't be that person. Don't be the person that's going to talk negatively about yourself or go like, oh, I don't look good in this. Why, Why are you even saying that, you know? Like flip all of that shit and just go to the positive to start with because like where have you learned that from? Who taught you to look in a mirror and tell yourself you don't look good? Like that had to have come from somewhere so you can unlearn that and be like, look, that's like, no, you know. So a lot of people, they will, you know, they'll try things on. They'll be like, do I look good in this? And it's like, why are you, why are you asking someone? You need to ask yourself that. You know, what happened that that's the way that your mind instantly goes is you think that uh, you need someone else's validation of like what of what you're wearing. You know, where's your confidence gone to allow you not to have to worry about those things or have to ask those questions? You're just making decisions for yourself like, yep, I look fucking good in this and I'm probably going to buy two of them because uh, I don't want to rip the first one and not have a second one. So, you know, that's again comes back to self-confidence and building trust in yourself and building your confidence up and removing those things that are taking away from your confidence. Now, try shit. I've got written down here, try shit. So this is about actually doing things that are going to help you understand whether they can get you closer to your goals. And this is one of the things that I struggle with, with like having patience for people that aren't willing to to attempt to do things. And um, that's just because I know that if, if people tried more things, they would have more of the answers. So you know, we might see it in business where I'll say oh, to a client, oh, have you ever done a fly drop? Oh, no, nah, we thought about that, but, you know, that probably won't work these days. And it's like, well, have you tried it? Nah. I'm like, what's it going to cost to try it? Oh, it might be 500 bucks. I'm like, I'm like, let's have a look at your entertainment budget in this business. And you spent five grand last year on beers and shit for people. Why don't we take a tenth of that and smack it on a fly drop? You get one client out of it and it's paid for itself and, you know, it, it did work. But people aren't willing to try things. To bring it back to a personal level, it might be that you want 10 grand more income for the year, but you're not actually willing to try anything to figure out how you can do that. If I compare that to a mate of mine who was buying and selling things off a of Facebook marketplace, he was willing to try things and... He would sell them and he would drop them off and he'd make it convenient for people. And he thought, well, this is, you know, there's something here. I'll keep doing it. I'll squeeze it a bit further. Maybe I'll increase the price. He's continuously trying things. And he got to the point where he's like, I think I could do this full time for a living if I wanted to. But if he never listed that first thing for sale, he wouldn't have had a clue. And if he didn't raise the prices, he wouldn't have been able to figure out what are people actually willing to pay for some of these things. If he didn't say, look, I'll bring it to you, I'll drop it off in a trailer, I'll help you install it if you want, you can pay me extra for that. You know, he, he wouldn't have had all of those answers, but he's willing to try things. So don't be so quick to go, oh, I could never make another $10,000. You 
get your piece of paper again, write it at the top of the page, I want to make an extra $10,000 in 2022, how am I going to do that question mark? Write down, brainstorm every way that you think you could do it. But actually start doing something and actually try things. There's too many people out there that just dismiss and say that things can't work because they're not actually willing to try anything. And I know that if you're listening to this, you're probably not, you'll know what I'm talking about, but you're not wired like that. You're obviously different to the people who genuinely won't try things because you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this if uh, you weren't willing to go and take some action. So all the time I will see on Keep the Change uh, Facebook ads and Facebook posts, like people saying that things aren't possible. And it's like, yeah, because you're not willing to try to do anything differently. The favorite one at the moment is that people seem to comment on Facebook posts saying, um, oh, you, you're trying to promote budgeting for people as if that's going to make any difference. We've, it's nothing to do with the individual. We've got to change the system first. And once we change the system, then budgeting will work. I'm like, what the fuck have you polluted your mind with? Like, where, what, what, how does that work? Oh, yeah, I wish I could fly, but um, I can't because we have gravity. So if we could just change the gravity system, please, then I'll be able to fly. Well, I've just sent someone buzz over here yesterday in a helicopter and a massive plane went over the place too. They're still flying. So fuck the system. You're not going to change that. The system isn't going to change. You can only change the way you look at the system or the way that you act in it. I reply to these people, I say, one of these things you can control, and one of them you can't. You can control your budgeting, you control yourself, you probably can't control the system. And even if we had a whole new system, these people will still be the same people that won't budget, they'll want to dismiss it, they won't want to try anything, and they'll want to blame it on the system. Do not be one of those people that blame things on the system. Get out of the system, beat the system. That's all you have to do if you don't like the system. Oh, system rant. I'm probably going to have to do a whole podcast on that at some stage. But I was thinking about record a podcast for those types of people and reply and say, please listen to this podcast. And I just about guarantee you that they won't listen to it. So it's probably a waste of my time. Uh, but then maybe I need to try some shit and actually do it. But, you know, they, they won't want to try. They're just like, no, I'd rather comment on these things rather than actually doing something that's going to move uh, my life forward. Speaking of moving your life forward, who can we share it with? Who can we tell people that we are setting goals and who can we trust to have our back? You know, you want to be careful of people that are going to tell you that you can't achieve the things that you want to do. That's a big reason why people don't share their goals because they're scared. But if you speak your goals out, uh, often, you know, you're going to then feel another sense of accountability to have a crack at achieving some of those things. So you want to look for people who are going to support you, or you want to look for people that are going to ask you, great goal, mate, how? How are you going to do that? And because you've already done the mind mapping exercise, you're going to have written down 20 solutions of how you're going to save $10,000 in 2022, and you're going to run them through all of those answers, and they're going to go, oh, well, that you know that makes a lot of sense, actually. But if you just say, oh, I'm going to make an extra 10 grand next year, but you don't actually know how, well, you're, you're missing a step. But you want to find people that are going to actually help you Break those barriers and ask things like how to get you further down the path rather than just go, oh, you can't do that. When, when those people say, oh, you can't do that, they're saying that they can't do it. So then they, they don't have any of the how. They couldn't even fathom how that could happen. So then instantly they'll just dismiss it because they're answering it for themselves. They're not answering it for you. 
they're just basically simply telling you that they've got no idea how you would do that because they don't know how to do that. So show them. Go and make the 10 grand, save them, then go back to them and be like, oh, hey, heads up, here's how I did it. And you might inspire them. You might change the, uh, you can't do that, into, oh, sorry, can you, ha- how did you do that again? Can you, you know, can you, can you give me some insight so that I can have a crack? Write down problems, write down solutions. We've gone over that pretty well. Um, this has been one of the things that I think is the simplest that we stop doing, and that is just learning. And you're listening to this because you're learning, which is awesome. And I have to do the same thing. To give you an example from my 2021, uh, the two things that I probably spent the most time learning about were sales and Bitcoin. And I now have uh, a fair bit of cryptocurrency compared to the rest of the assets that I have because I was feeding my learning so much about that space. So that then meant that I went and took actions based on those lessons. Where it becomes dangerous is that I become a time waster because I learn, I take action, but then I continue to consume content and I'm not actually learning anything. I'm just trying to revalidate the decision that I made to buy some or to buy some Ethereum or whatever. So be be very careful that you don't swap your learning for uh, mindless consumption and escapism. And I was getting to the stage where just about every day I would get up and I would listen to a video about Bitcoin or crypto and what's happening in that space. And I wasn't learning anything because they're all saying the same things that I learned a year ago. And in that time, well, maybe not a year ago, but maybe six months ago. And in that time, I'd already decided that I was buying some of those things for a long-term hold. So then I'm saying to myself, Luke, why are you wasting 20 minutes a day listening to this shit when you're not actually learning anything? You're basically just ramming it back down your throat uh, or your ears from yesterday listening to another person talk about the same fundamentals, the same things, or whether they think it's going to go up, whether it goes down. Who cares? You're not going to sell it anytime soon anyway, so start learning something else. And that can be, you've, I think you've got to have a bit of awareness to get yourself to that point where you can see, uh, okay, this information isn't necessarily what I need to be consuming. It's not serving me as well as it did at the start of the year. And yes, it's good to reinforce some of those lessons, but I'd already used the lessons to take the actions that I know I needed to take. So I didn't need, I, I could stop then because I'd learned, I'd taken action and that was that's what learning is about. Learn something, take action, put it in place and then yep, get reminders periodically, but don't just keep going down the rabbit hole for the sake of it when no action's coming off the back of it. The other thing for me, I, I'd, always, I'd always had this belief that sales was hard. And I think it's a Kiwi thing because we don't really get taught how to sell. Uh, to become a chartered accountant, it takes about eight to ten years, probably 150 grand worth of um, university fees, different um, different certificates you have to do before you can finally go out there and start selling to the public as such. And the this, the training in sales is just non-existent. There's basically nothing in there about how to sell. And by the time you've done all your professional development, we're, we're required to do X amount of years per year, uh, X amount of hours per year, and then over a three-year period, then we get reviewed, and basically they want to make sure that we're continually updating our learning in the business environment so that we can better advise people, which is I think is really, really good, because it forces us to learn, but you're always learning anyway in an industry like that, so it's sort of 
just happens by default, but you've actually got to make a record and you've got to record it, um, but it all, a lot of it costs money as well. So what, what I noticed is that I'd set myself up poorly to go and actually be quite good at um, selling in business because A, I didn't have any knowledge about it, and B, I, I thought it was hard. I was, I was of the opinion, I've heard other people say it's hard, and um, I've just gone and found more information about how it's hard, so I've just accepted that because really... I just wanted an excuse. I was like, there's people on the Facebook post that are like, oh, you got to change the system first and then I can change myself. Yeah, okay, that'll work. Uh, I was just sitting there going, no, like I, I don't know how to do this. And that, that's the answer. I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, well, if other people can do it, there must be something that I can follow. There must be a way that I can get better at this. And that's exactly what happened because I was focusing my learning on that. And I've literally in this book, again, I've got notes that I've been taking where I've written down like a process to kind of go through and I'm trying to work out how they figured this process out or what does this make sense and then as I've had calls with people that are wanting to become clients of Next Advisory for instance I'm following a more systematic process and I'm actually taking them through a process that helps me figure out are we really really going to be able to help this client and if not well then I need to refer them to somebody else and if yes well then how can I give them enough trust and confidence that they want to sign up and become a client of Next Advisory and then we truly look after them. It's not about just selling shit to people for the sake of it. It's about actually being able to genuinely help someone and improve their situation, their life or help them solve the problem that they have. And it got to the stage where towards the end of the year, I, uh, I had a what we call like a sales call, but it's really just a, a call to figure out, yeah, can we work together? And it's $15,000 purchase and uh, got, I was on the phone for like under I think it was 22 minutes and I'm sitting there going wow you know sales are easy sales are easy now because I've actually I'm not just getting on the phone winging it anymore I understand the process to go through I've refined what works for me I pick up on um, what they're like and it's not slimy tactics or anything it's just literally Luke you sucked at that mate now you're better at it thank God thank God I didn't give up uh, because business would be a lot harder if I didn't. So there's the reason I tell you that is because I want you to think about what you could be learning about and what's an area that you know you're not good at and you hear yourself saying, oh, I'm not good at that, but it would be of huge benefit if you were good at it. That's an area where you want to be learning. So you might want to start consuming some uh, content in that space. It could be financial literacy, for instance, and that, that's why you're here. You could be thinking about starting a business where you need to go away and start understanding what are all the fundamentals for business? Like, how does that work? Is there anyone you could talk to? Can you watch some YouTube stuff? Can you read some uh, some articles? Could you find a mate who's recently started a business? Could you find someone who's successful? Could you start a LinkedIn? Link up with some of those people. You know, you're going to start mapping out all the things that you need to do to help you learn. But of course, when are you then going to take action? And when does learning then turn into action taking off the back of it, not just consumption for the sake of consumption? And action takers always kick the ass of those people who just consume and come up with ideas. And you know that's just the, the hard truth of it, that unless we're actually taking action off the back of the things we're learning, it can often be pointless. So make sure you were taking some action. But maybe you know there's something, there'll be some area in your life where you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that you need to up your education. And there will be content for days that you can go and learn from Think about what it is that you would like to 
to have more knowledge of by the time you get to the end of 2022 and start that learning now. Set up a reminder to ask yourself, maybe it's weekly to start with or even daily, how am I going to learn more about X, Y, Z? And your life will change based on what you can learn in that area. It's something we all need to do and that is to continue to learn uh, as we go through life. Now, I've got here, be kind to yourself. It's a little bit about looking in the mirror. You know, I think every time you hear yourself talking negatively to yourself, you want to catch yourself and go, hang on, why am I saying that? Why am I saying I'm fat? Why am I saying I'm ugly? Why am I saying I'm bad at sales? Like, where's all this shit coming from? And think about it and and actually go, right, is this this any good? One of the exercises that I do uh, with people that do a bit of one-on-one work with me is I'll say, okay, here's a piece of paper. Uh, usually it takes them longer than this. They need to go away and think about it. But we talk about it being like your ideal self. So I say, who would the perfect version of you be? What would the ideal you look like? And there's so much that they start thinking about. So it's not very easy just to quickly write that down. But that could be an exercise you want to do. Write down like your ideal self. It might be that you don't smoke anymore or you're in control uh, of your eating or your drinking um, you're the top performer at your work, you're home by five so you can look after the kids, you know, who knows because everybody's got a different life and so you're going to have a different ideal version of yourself and to then think about that, you want to look at look at it and go, well, what what's on there that I'm currently not doing and how can I work closer to those things or often on there will be the reverse of the things that you tell yourself. So you'd say, say you want to be massively confident in your job well, it probably is a good indicator that you're not feeling that confident in your job at the moment. Well, how come you're not feeling confident in your job at the moment? Is it because of somebody there is telling you that you're not good? Do you need to find out actually what areas, what things could I be doing that are going to help me improve my confidence here and talk to somebody that you know is actually going to give you meaningful feedback rather than just someone that's ripping you out or mugging you off or whatnot? So, you know, that Exercise can often show us the things that we're not being kind to ourselves about or that we might be struggling with or worrying about. And then we need to go and find out if those things are true or not. So I just simply say, be kind to yourself because ultimately you're in your head just about all day. And even when you're sleeping, you're dreaming and you're remembering some of those things as well. So you want to be kind to yourself so that you're actually looking after yourself. And if people are saying negative things about you, don't. You you don't have to own those. You know, you don't know what's going on in their head or why they talk about other people like that. But you'll notice that the kinder you become to yourself, the kinder you'll be to other people as well. Um, and slowly the people that are mean to you or negative to you or whatnot, like it stops. And if someone runs you down and then you just carry on with it and like run yourself down further, that's basically an invite for them to continue to do it. So stand up for yourself if other people aren't being kind to you. And that's you being kind to yourself is by standing up for yourself and going, you know what, I'm not an idiot. Like, don't call me an idiot again, I'm not an idiot. You know, and just, that's it. And, and that sometimes can be enough just to stop someone and go like, oh, wow, I, I can't do that anymore. Um, so yeah, that, that, that could be something for some of you to think about. I just think in general, like be kind to yourself means, you know, how could you... Are you happy with the way that you're treating yourself, the way that you're talking about yourself, um, the things that you're eating, whether you're stretching or uh, meditating or what things do you need to do to actually be kind 
to your body so that you can be one of the best versions of yourself that you'd like to be. Now, where this leads into is affirmations. And I've always been a bit like, oh, what's the go of these? But what I've done now is I have a, a huge list of affirmations. So I started by writing them down um, and then I just went deeper and deeper. And it might just be like reminders. Just I think affirmations is a fancy word, but it's really a reminder to you to think about the ways that you want to think. As an example, you might say you're confident and you're going to then need to remind yourself that you are confident and you'll start becoming more confident because you're hardwiring yourself to be like that. Very often as a younger person, I would always say that I was really unlucky and this would only happen to me and I would then see more of those things happening. Flights would get cancelled. I'm like, fuck, you know, only this would happen to me. I'd be the only person that this would happen to, I'm like, well, actually, if I look around, there's 80 other people that were going to get on this plane. Uh, I wonder if they're thinking the way that I'm thinking. So I had to completely flip that and be like, look, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate, and good things happen to me. That's an affirmation. It's not some crazy thing. It's just, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate, and good things happen to me. And then guess what happens? You start seeing things that happen for you, and then when they do happen, you think, holy shit, I need to be so grateful for that, because that is just... You know, that's an amazing experience. I had an experience like that the other uh, the other day where I got, I went to a lunch and I was at a lunch with um, a Sir and uh, a couple of All Blacks and here I was down the end and to be fair, like I'm going there thinking like, wow, this is, uh, you know, I'm kind of like the, the odd one out here and then I'm like, hang on mate, you're successful in your own right too mate, you've got every right to be here, chill out, uh, let's roll, this, is, this could be, you know, an all-time day and it was, it was, um, and it wasn't just because of the company, it was just the the different food and the, um, there's just things that happen throughout the day where, uh, you know, I'm trying to pick up a power fritter, for instance, and it just fucking disintegrates and goes like all over the table, I'm like, oh, what have I done here, but, you know, it was uh, just one of those moments where it's like, wow, this is cool, this is so cool to be here, and a long time ago, I probably would never have thought that I'd be at a lunch like that or in a room like that or surrounded by those types of people. But if it wasn't for the things that I've done, I probably wouldn't have been invited. So I've had to go and try some shit, do some shit, and actually become a better version of myself uh, than I used to think that I could be so that I do get an invite to that. You know, that invite didn't just happen. Um, it wasn't just a like a lucky thing. So, well, I guess it is, is a bit of luck, but it's because of the things that I was doing to allow me to get there. And then... You're starting to like hardwire yourself to for it to be okay to be in those situations and and to be in other situations in your life. And if you know you you might get really nervous and you just want to decide that well, actually, nerves are just me worrying about making a fool of myself. And so your affirmation for you might be, I get nervous and I'm comfortable when I'm nervous because I understand exactly what it is. And you'll find you'll become nervous at some stage, and your affirmation will kick in and you'll go, Oh yeah, I'm nervous, but it's all good. I'm probably just worried about making a dick of myself. Every human is like that. This is sweet. I know what nerves are. I'm cool with them. Let's roll. And so now you're not sitting there being like, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. You're sitting there going, I'm nervous, and it's sweet. I should be nervous. It's good that I'm nervous. This means that I'm alive. This means that um, you know, the way I'm looking at this situation is exactly how I should be looking at it, but I can punch through it and come out the other side of it. 
So what we're trying to do is just figure out some of these things that don't serve us well, like saying we're not confident or we get too nervous or I'm not creative or I'm shit at math or whatever it is that you tell yourself and you just want to flip it and start to actually be uh, the the opposite of that and, and find ways to become more like that. So what I did is I got my phone and again, using technology so that it doesn't use me, searched voice in it and there's a voice memos thing on an iPhone. I'm sure there's something on Android as well. And on the 25th of February, I recorded all of my affirmations, and it ends up going for about 13 minutes. And so what I'll do is I'll get up in the morning, and I don't do this every morning. To be fair, early on I embedded it, um, and I was doing it sort of like every day, every second day. Uh, but now I'll sort of sporadically do it. I might be feeling like a little bit low or flat or um, just not at my peak. And I'm like, well, hang on, I haven't listened to my affirmations for a while. And I'll crank those on and I'll just wander around the place listening to them or I might be driving in my car and I'm, I'm just listening to the reminders that I need that about the person who I am. And sometimes you can hear something in there and you're like, oh, yeah, sweet. You know, I'm a powerful person. I'm a powerful human being. I'm actually trying to uh, improve the, the life that I'm living. And those reminders, again, are just like we said right at the start with the calendar reminders, it's just another form of a reminder and it's such a powerful way to reinforce yourself and get yourself out of that shitty thinking that you might just be stuck in for uh, a little while or you might be just having some really like bad thoughts and you flick this on. It's like, well, I recorded that on the 25th of February. You're in a completely different tone. You're in a completely different mindset. Bang, it starts playing and you're listening to it and you're like, oh yeah, why am I thinking and worrying about all these shitty things over here? I forgot that I'm creative and that I'm very grateful and I should be grateful. That Why am I not, you know, why am I not uh, practicing being grateful? Yeah, that's right. I am grateful. I trust my instincts. Of course I can. Um, you know, so there's just, or you might just need to tell yourself that you're worthy. Who knows? They, they'll be different for everybody, but I think a good way to find some of the things that you need to remind yourself about are often the things that you talk to yourself negatively about and go, I'm sick of that. Like, I'm sick of saying that I'm unhealthy. Well, then, you, know, you want to start telling yourself that you're healthy, but also going, what can I do to become more healthy? And then taking some action off the back of that as well. So you might want to go to a pretty big level there of uh, sitting down and recording some of your affirmations, and then you've got them there at any stage of the year where you just might want to crank them into your ears and reset the way that you're looking at the world in that moment or the way that you're looking at yourself. And that could be something that really helps uh, improve your life and, and builds you up. Now, what else have we got here? I think that's uh, we're forty five in, so I might uh, might wrap it up. Otherwise, we could keep going and going. But one of the last things that I do uh, to finish the day is I will write down three things that I am grateful for, and that that's been a huge help for me to see the world in a very different lens, or just force me at the end of the day to stop and go, righto, like what am I grateful for today? And it is very, very hard to not have things that you're grateful for. Like I could barely remember a day where I've sat there and gone, I'm grateful for nothing today. You will realize that it's just the small things in your life that bring you joy, fulfillment, make you grateful. And it is not these major things that I think everyone thinks we need to have to be living an amazing life. It's literally just things that happen to you on a day-by-day, 
where you're really happy. I'm looking at someone right now that might be picking up a new lead for the business. Uh, it could be having a really good sleep. It could be lunch or a dinner uh, with your partner. might even just be that it's warm. It might be that you've got to go to the beach or even you might have just had a really good day at work. And so you're actually every day stopping to be like, what, what was awesome about today? Talking to a mate, uh, doing a podcast, getting some great feedback, or I've got here like running or having a quiet day, um, seeing a mate, and cheesecake. One of them must have had a good cheesecake that day. So, you know, it's all pretty minimal stuff in the scheme of things. It's not achieving like massive goals and whatnot. It's literally just a reminder every day, cool, what do I have to be grateful for? So that we're not rolling around, moping around, being like, nothing good happens to me and I'm so unlucky and yeah, that flight would have got cancelled. Now if a flight gets cancelled, I write down, I'm like, oh, my flight got cancelled and I'm not being a fuckwit about it. Because that's what I used to be like. I used to be, oh, this poor me, blah, blah, blah mentality. And that shit never helped me. And if I stayed like that, I probably would be doing this. I probably wouldn't be doing this right now. I'd probably be a battler commenting on the Keep the Change Facebook post because someone else started Keep the Change, whinging about how, oh, you don't know, mate, easy for you to say, but the system's against me or something. So, you know, change the way you see yourself. And actually, to do that, you need to go away and do some things that are going to help you become more of the person that you want to be. Now, when bad things happen to me, I try and look at them as positives. And that helps me process them faster and get through them. And before, like I was really looking forward to coming up here to the beach for um, a bit of a break and you know, I could tell, I was like, I'm starting to get kind of tired and um, it's just been a, a long year and it was just getting, uh, it was pretty busy towards the end of the year but in a good way and I could just tell off some of the, my, I've got a sleep ring for instance, my data was just saying, mate, you're just, you're just not quite at 100% Luke level. I'm going like, what's going on here? I think I just need a bit of a rest. And um, I went down to the gym for the final time before coming up and I pinged my back and as soon as I was lowering into a squat I was like oh fuck I'm like no so I took the weight off and literally basically like limped to the changing room and had to get in the car to be able to come up to the beach because the people where I'm staying they were leaving so I needed to be here before they went and I could barely walk and if I could have crawled back to the gym I just about would have but um, I had to stop and get petrol halfway up and I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm pretty comfortable sitting in the car. I went to pump the gas and then walk across the forecourt and I was so slow. It was, took me so long to get across and get back. And the whole way through that, I just had, I had two options. My brain and the old Luke wanted to just default into, oh, you poor bastard, like this would only happen to you and fuck, of course this happens like the day you're about to go on holiday and you, you deserve a holiday, mate. And, and look at what's happening, you're not even going to be able to enjoy it anymore, Um, but, you know, I was like, I can't go down that path, I just can't do that, because that's just, that's not going to help me, and I'm like, right, I need to, I need to go back to the other side, and go like, okay, well, maybe this has happened for a reason, and you need to be taking some rest, and you need to slow down, Um, and you, your core's obviously weak, you know, because your back's getting sore, so something's going on there, then I'm like, okay, well, I'm, blessed enough that I can I can text my physio I'm like SOS mate can you please call me I've done my back uh, and and you know he, he gives me a ring later on and that's through you know relationships that I've built and stuff and so then I'm starting to take some action to be like don't go down that path don't be the poor me don't just sit in the corner and hope everyone feels sorry for me and can't believe this has happened because no one really cares they've got all their own shit going on 
take some action, fight back, and try and get it moving, et cetera, et cetera, and, and just accept it and process it faster. So that's a, an example of how these things, they don't go away. They continue to happen to us. So, you know, I think you need to find ways to be able to work through things like that as well. Um, my final thing that I would leave you with is one of the things that's really helped me over time is figuring out how I can make decisions faster. And I never really understood this concept because I thought that, you know, the, the classic saying, oh, I'll think about it, was um, just what you do and it's what you say. And now when I catch myself saying that, I'm like, hang on. Like, I, the reason I made this phone call was to get the information that I needed to make a decision. Yet now I'm telling them that I need to think about it. That's not that's not how I roll. Well, like, clearly I haven't got all the information I need to make a decision. So therefore I can't make a decision because I'm then saying I have to think about it. So, you know, what is stopping you or slowing you down from making a decision? And I think if you can figure this out for yourself and start to notice it more that you want to make decisions faster, if that's like the path you're going down and you can build a confident framework to make decisions for yourself, then your life becomes a lot easier because if you have to think about something, you're going to then do that in your work. You're going to do that with your relationship. You're going to do it everywhere. And at one stage, you'll probably be sitting there going, there's eight things I need to make a decision on. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm so stressed. I've just got so much on your plate. You can unwind a heap of that shit and just go, actually, a lot of this is because I didn't make a decision. So start practicing making decisions faster. When you go to the bottle store, decide as soon as you walk, before you walk in there, what are you going to get? Don't go in there and be like, oh, I'm just going to look around for ages and I'll think about it. And then you start asking mates, oh, oh mate, what, what are you going to get? You know, who cares? You think about what you want, go and get it, roll to the counter and get out of there. So practice making decisions faster. Don't go into a drive through at the McDonald's or wherever and be like, oh, now, okay, the menu's there. There's a reason you went to McDonald's. You already probably knew what you wanted. Stop thinking, start taking action. And you're going to have to find ways to help you do that yourself. That's one of the ways that I've done it is just to actually practice making decisions faster, understanding that I'm confident, reminding myself that I am, reminding myself that, hey, I'll get some of these wrong. What's the worst case scenario? Okay, I can deal with that. If that was to happen, yep, sweet, I can handle it. And you'll you'll start to make decisions a lot faster, which will be very, very beneficial for you because, like I said before, people who take action go a lot further than people who just talk, think, and dream up ideas and things like that. So think about your thinking this summer as well before we rip into 2022 and what ways can you improve the speed at which you are making decisions and taking action. Well, there we go. I thought uh, when I left the old cafe before that we might be in for a half an hour pod there. Uh, But yeah, I guess when I start talking about it and thinking about it, like I've done a lot of work and spent a lot of time in this space um, and it's not for everyone and like I say there might just be some things in here that you might be able to take a couple of tidbits from and they might improve your year and, and I hope that that does uh, help you in some way shape or form and you know I'd love to know if you stack up some of these things over time what it does do for you or what you notice about yourself but again set reminders so that you don't fall off the bandwagon most people will claim that they're going to make huge changes in 2022, but they won't really know how to go about doing it. After listening to this last 55 minutes, you've got some actual practical ways that you can go away and make 
some changes and improve your life. You deserve it, so go get it done.